At 10 years old, I was diagnosed with vitiligo, a skin pigmentation disorder. With my ethnicity, um, Native American and Spaniard, I had dark skin. As I started going through these physical changes as my appearance, that's where a lot of the rage came from. Not understanding that God created me to be unique. As a young kid, being made fun of, laughed at, my self-esteem was just shot. It was so low. You know, when you've been made fun of, pointed at, and these are from strangers, you learn to dislike uh, just people in general. So when people would look at me, I would instantly think that they were making fun of me. It was like, don't sit there and just gawk at me or, or stare me down. Just say what's on your mind. That's where a lot of hate for, for people um, was, built, was built into myself. It was like, Lord, what did I do? Welcome to Effective Heart Change, where we are passionate about becoming life givers in our circle of influence. Today, we have a testimony from Alex. It's so great to have you with us today. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Part of your journey in terms of getting better has actually been medical. You want to uh, give the listeners just a little bit of a taste of some of the medical stuff that you're facing. In 2004, I was diagnosed with diabetes, type 2, and that was after two surgeries I had on my left arm due to an infection. I didn't really grasp the fact that I'm sick every day now. How do I handle it? I was an alcoholic, so it was alcohol-induced. Three years ago, I noticed that I started losing more vision, and I thought maybe my, you know, my eyesight just, you know, getting older abused abused the flesh uh never once thought that diabetes was actually creating this increase of nerve damage so as i went in for a regular exam i noticed that my optometrist at the time just got very fidgety and as we were done with the exam he looked at me and he said don't worry about anything i'm gonna i'm gonna find you the best help i looked at him and i said Am I going blind? He said, we're not going to worry about that at this time. So I go to California, meet with the specialist. They start doing injections and so forth. And um, didn't, get legalized, uh, get, didn't get diagnosed legally blind until I came back to Kansas. Um, from then, and this is from the last three years to the present, I have... Um, had numerous injections. I've had surgeries to where it was corrected. Um, I was given an opportunity to, to wear glasses again uh, just for a short time. What goes on through the nerve damage is hemorrhaging. Seven months ago, I hemorrhaged in both eyes, and I had about maybe 30% vision. At that moment, I broke down, but the guys that I was surrounded by uh, that God blessed me with really 
really were there for me. Um, and I remember praying to God saying, please, please just don't allow this to affect what I am trying to accomplish right now. And I remember hearing a voice and it was God. It had to be God's voice. And what I heard was, all I ask of you is don't give up. Losing the vision, it's tough. It's tough because you don't really get to see the beauty that God creates for us every day. And I thought I was going to lose all that. It's like being a part of a painting in motion. You're included. And a lot of these paintings that God creates for us are so beautiful, especially when you feel included. The thing that really pulls me away from a lot of people is asking for help because I'm so dependent for myself. But dependency can also get a person into trouble. And so I allow people to do the right thing for me, which creates something such as doing the right thing for myself. And you brought that up, you know, just do the next right thing and you'll be okay. So that's where I'm at. You're talking about the changes that you've been walking through and the thing that you emphasize probably more than anything else were the people around you, how they encouraged you. What else would you say as you think about what helped you get to those next steps to where you're in a better place? There, there's something always better. We live in such a depressing lifestyle as alcoholics and, and drug addicts that it's hard for us to grab any expectation of what good life is or what, what good nature is. But as we start recovering from that and things start actually becoming alive, so do we, you know, so do individuals. And to see that, to see that in other people is an inspiration. So you've really gained a lot of strength from the community, from watching other people get better then? Is yes. that? Yes. It brings hope to my life. As alcoholics and addicts, we don't feel like we're very intelligent or have anything worth. I know for myself, I felt like I was pretty much worthless. And that's actually a key part of you. You have a deep desire within you to be an impact person on the people around you. So when that's not happening, you don't feel good about you. We had spoke a couple of times when I was in treatment. And at first I said to myself, after our first phone conversation, I look at my counselor and I said, I don't think that went well. <laughs> I said, I didn't feel or hear any emotion to this conversation. I, I remember my counselor, when she kept repeating herself as you and I were trying to conversate, and she kept saying, well, he's a good candidate, he's a good candidate. And we were done with our conversation, we had hung up, I looked at her and I said, I, he doesn't know me as a pastor. You can imagine just what people have tried to throw at this, at this man. The, the one thing that I never wanted people was to hear from other people that, well, he's a good candidate. He's a good guy. I, I wanted, since I'm a performer, I wanted, I want to do that on my own. 
I want to I want to see people see me for who I am and what I'm capable of becoming or being. I have learned through the Heart Change curriculum uh, groups, uh, your videos, that to build up good character, you need to open up. You need to learn how to accept love, how to give it, and how to live life through love. You, you have to remove the anger. One of the things we talk about is rage or anger actually comes out of a place of passion. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's a bad thing because there isn't self-control. And there isn't self-control, same kinds of things you've been talking about. When I struggle with my worth, when I feel like a nobody, when I have insecurity feelings, then my anger level is likely to jump to a much higher level to where it becomes really uncontrollable. But you've gone through a transition. What do you think helps you more than anything else? Because the rage has pretty much disappeared. I don't want to be that blind old man. <laughs> Just, uh, no, you know, people walk you know, see you coming down the sidewalk and cross the street just to walk to the other, you know, I, I didn't want that. Um, I always had this scally look on my face, like, you know, don't look my way and, and, and things like that. I was so ugly inside and I wanted people to see that through, through my angry expressions. And nobody, be, nobody really wants to be around a person like that. You know, and, it, and, and have to live with that person as well. So you said I was so ugly inside. At a young age, at 10 years old, I was diagnosed with vitiligo, a skin pigmentation disorder. Um, I used to be, uh, so with my ethnicity, um, Native American and Spaniard, I had dark skin. As I started going through these physical changes as my appearance, that's where a lot of the rage came from, not understanding that God created me to be unique. So that were, that's where a lot of the anger and the rage was dominant from, was as a young kid being made fun of, laughed at. My self-esteem was just shy. It was so low. You know, when you've been made fun of, pointed at, and these are from strangers, you learn to dislike uh, just people in general. So when people would look at me, I would instantly think that they were making fun of me or just bad thoughts, you know? And so it was like, don't sit there and just gawk at me or, or stare me down. Just say what's on your mind. I would rather that be expressed than a person just, you know, and that's where a lot of hate for for people um, was, built, was built into myself. I had good character, but at the same time, I felt like I, it was like, Lord, what did I do? What has given you hope and what's making a difference then? I wanna say a lot of it was, has been forgiving myself and having to forgive others, especially the way that I would speak, you know, when it come, when it come to, you know, to speaking to the Lord. I always argued with him. And uh, I remember it was like, you know, given 
some bad circumstances. <laughs> when is it you're going to stop arguing with me? And I, I said, Lord, I said, uh, you're the only one left that I can argue with. And return, you, you don't strike me down. You, <laughs> you, know, you allow me to do it. But in reality, he allowed me to just talk to myself. So I was actually arguing with myself. So you've made a switch. Was there a key moment? Was it over a period of time? How has that switch happened? I have accepted that I cannot blame God for anything, such as a vitiligo, my you know, loss of vision, you know, my mental behavioral statuses, uh, you know, my choices. As I view myself now, I got family that love me. I got friends I, 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 that aren't there just to get something out of me. When I've been, since I've been here, nobody's asked me for anything but to do well, be good, and not be so angry. And when I hear people say, don't be angry, there's really nothing to be angry about. Um, you're torturing yourself. They're right. If you're wanting to give other people hope, what would you say to them? God's not always going to challenge us. We're our, we challenge ourselves more than anything else. The hope that I would like people to view in themselves is that no matter how your day's going, it's not going to be all bad. And that's a choice that that person has to make for themselves. The hope in conclusion to this is there is always a bright part of your day or, or in life if you choose it to be. Find your, find your faith in the Lord, especially with the Lord. If there's anybody so understanding, it's God. I am thankful of the person that I've I become. It, it, is, it has been wonderful to see other people not just myself, but other people's growth, um, which has given me hope. Well, Alex, thank you for joining us for this time of sharing. Recovery comes in all kinds of different shapes and sizes. Heart change comes in all kinds of different looks, and you've shared some unique perspectives. Thank you. And thank you to our listeners for joining us today. We hope you're encouraged by these words, and we hope you continue to grow your passion to become a life giver in your circle of influence.